0: Welcome and you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. It is week number 108. We are 108 weeks deep into learning about financial literacy and money, the economy, inflation, the official cash rate, the reserve bank, whatever the world is throwing at us we are trying to learn about and we're trying to stay ahead of the game because it is a wild ride out there at the moment. And I think some of us are actually being taken for a ride, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, digging in and understanding some of the narrative that is floating around out there and whether we should buy into that or whether we need to be careful and think about what we can be doing and not leaving it to the so-called experts to get us out of the shit. Now, what am I talking about? Well, last week we were talking about inflation and how the target range for inflation is between 1% and 3%. Now I keep hearing that inflation is out of our control as such, that it's problem from the war, uh, supply chain issues, all these global type things, and when I listen to that, I think, okay, how did we start talking about this in October 2020? Now yes, some of those things are accurate, and just to be clear, this is not a beat up job on the government that are in charge, because... I don't think it would matter who's in charge. If they did the same thing, then we'd be facing the same consequences. So I think at the moment we're paying the price for the decisions that we made during COVID. And then you could often ask, argue, well, what else could you have done? We would have had mass uh, unemployment and things like that if we didn't give out a whole heap of money and, and give people access to credit, which we'll get into. But I think that uh, it's, it's more than just the narrative that, some of the the powers that be in government roles and uh, reserve bank type roles are telling us, because if you think about it, if you were wanting to get re-elected, would you be like, yeah, look, to be honest, we probably gave people way too much cash, we stimulated the economy too much, and we let people access credit they probably shouldn't have had, and we probably should have tightened up on this shit faster, but we didn't really know what that was going to look like, and now we just have to pay the price for it. Sorry, guys, you have to cop the inflation stop whinging about it, fucking get on with it. I don't think you're going to get re-elected if you start talking like that, are you? So you're going to look for reasons why it's not really your fault. It's classic human behaviour. It's called living below the line. We've learned about that before. Now, above the line, line, O-A-R, and that is uh, a better place to live where you are actually taking accountability and responsibility for your decisions. Below the line, blame, excuse, deny, where you are not necessarily in control of your decision making in your life and you want to make things uh, other people's fault. And we see that all the time. It's just naturally sort of what we gravitate towards acting like. And I think if you can catch it in your own behavior, you can, I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect, but if you can see it in yourself when you're doing it, then you can slowly start to unwind it because it's probably just been embedded in the way you do things throughout your life and you've been taught like that and nurtured like that as well and you see other people doing it and you think, well, I should probably do that as well. Um, But if you can stop blaming other people, making excuses and denying things, then you can start to live above the line and live a little bit of a different life. So before we go too far down that rabbit hole, we'll touch on that in the end of this podcast, but I actually started writing this money mail hungover uh, in the sauna to weeks ago, I think. I wasn't too hungover, but uh, I'd been thinking about this, and I was like, I need to start writing about this. So I was in the sauna, sweating out a bit of grog, and thought, right, I'm going to start writing this. And then we did last week's money mail around uh, the OCR going up, which kind of flowed nicely into this. And I finished this off on Monday. Uh, I'm kind of into heavy doing focused Luke mode at the moment with just a busy time of year for my accounting practice and can see that we're going into a tougher economic time and recessionary type time so uh, that means that Luke has to put his head down and grind out and do some of the things that I don't ordinarily do so probably much like you I am working Friday night so I'm working the weekend and I'm finding ways to fight back uh, because I know a lot of people won't do that and in tough times the tough get going and we end up taking up more of the market share whilst other people sit around and go how the fuck did that happen so uh, I'm having to practice some of these things too so now Saturday morning the time of recording this um, this email's been out for 24 hours now I've had phone calls which is random people just ringing me been like I want to talk to you about your email and I'm like fuck I'm trying to do some shit, but um, that was random, but anyway, uh, it's my fault, I've got my phone number all over the internet, so people will do that, and emails, which has been cool to see some people responding to it, and uh, a few messages, and th- that, types of thing, that type of thing, and actually someone asking me, um, where did you take the story from in this email, and I'm like, well no, I just made it up, but it's kind of a, a recount of true type events, but I knew that this one would be a goodie, because it is uh, heavy, heavily story based, and humans love stories, and I refined it over a good week's period to, to make sure that I really sort of nailed it. So um, hopefully you enjoy it. Let's get into it. The title for week number 108 was Who Stole Your Money? Into the content. It is no secret that inflation is here and it is ugly. We are being told that it's due to things that are out of our control, mostly international factors and supply chain disruptions. Grant Robertson, our Minister of Debt slash Finance, says they, that being us New Zealanders, can see that the war in Ukraine... They can see the war in Ukraine, they've heard about the supply chain constraints. So basically saying, well, you guys understand why we've got inflation unit, you're not freaking out about it, it's just, you know, you can see what's happening, there's a war and there's supply chain constraints, so I don't think New Zealand is too worried about it. Now, inflation is raging around the world, especially in those countries who put a lot of money into supply during the pandemic. This is a global phenomenon. This is uh, Grant Robertson again, the Minister of Debt. Uh, This is a global phenomenon. It's driven by supply chain constraints, the impacts of COVID, the war in Ukraine. Everywhere around the world we're seeing this. The UK and the US are up over 8% now. So this is something that the whole world is dealing with. Um, And Germany, they've got some crushing inflation, so to Australia, some of the other countries. A number of countries actually don't, but a number of countries that uh, took a similar approach to COVID have the same consequences, which is high inflation. But interestingly, in these couple of snippets, uh, there's nothing about the access to credit or the approach taken during COVID. Um, And I think this noise is going to get louder about why inflation's here, because inflation is not just going to go away. So we're going to have to keep making excuses about why it's here, because you're not going to say, hey, hands up, this is my fault. Uh, Because then people aren't going to like you and they may not vote for you. So I don't care if it's Luxon and Power or fucking whoever it would have been. I think they'd all be saying the same stuff. Uh, Interestingly, I had a meeting with a CEO of a rather large New Zealand company a couple of Fridays ago. And he said to me, uh, look, when we make mistakes under my leadership, there'll be apologies going out. And he said there'll be an apology going out about the lack of performance of some of our technology in the next seven days because it's just purely not good enough and it's pissing our customers off. So, yep, so let's celebrate the good times, but we shouldn't be uh, hiding from our mistakes. And I thought that was uh, really cool. That's that's really above-the-line type mentality and not something that a lot of CEOs or leaders would, would champion. Uh, some of the good ones do because they know that... To, to win people over and to keep them on side, you've got to build their trust. And people can see mistakes and they're like, just put your hand up and say, hey, what are you up to? You know, like, I'm sorry, uh, we've got this wrong. And so it was cool to see them actually follow through and do that. So some real above the line type thinking there. But basically judging by these two statements by Grant Robertson, nothing we have done has caused inflation by the sounds of that, right? So I thought I might tell you a story. Buckle up because a man called Dan walks into a bar and tries to order a beer. The bar person is busy on homes.co.nz checking their house price, so Dan has to wait a little while for his beer. The bar person says to Dan excitedly that they've made more money today from their house price going up than wages from pouring the beers in the bar. Imagine how excited that bar person is. Oh my God, I'm getting paid to do nothing because my house price keeps going up. Why am I pouring these beers? This is outstanding. Shocked, Dan checks his own house value and notices the same thing. Dan then decides to order two bottles of champagne instead of the two of the usual, which were in fact Lion Red crepe bottles. So he's upgrading from the Lion Red to the Moet champagne. Check my pronunciation there. 30 minutes later, Dan's friend turns up, but he's late. Sorry, mate. I was at the bank securing some finance for my new dick and spa pool were getting put in at our house. Anyway, who the fuck ordered this champagne? Dan says, it's ours. Haven't you seen the house prices? Dan's friend says, bloody oath, mate. That's how we're building the deck. 15 minutes later, to their surprise, their tradie mate rolls in. Lads, keen for another bottle of the good stuff? And proceeds to pay in cash. Dan chips in with the classic gag, what the fuck are you doing here? Isn't there a housing shortage for you to sort? And where the hell did the cash come from? The tradie says, oh. Just a client of mine, he's creaming it, so pays me in cash. The lads are intrigued. Well, where the hell does he get the cash from? The tradie says, I think he's in the stock market, but you know, don't ask questions. You know the rules, fellas. The tradie doesn't stay long and mentions, I'm off. I've got to go pick up some new tools and materials with my new Ford Ranger. The lads joke, oh yeah, I suppose you're paying for those with cash. The tradie isn't having any of that banter and says, don't be silly. Then you see the government lent out cash to businesses at 0%, about 2 billion bucks in total that reckon. The tradie takes off and arrives to pick up the tools, and Jane behind the counter says, "Oh, sorry, you're just too late. Another tradie just brought them and was willing to pay 20% more than you were. So, they're all gone." The tradie says, "I know him, and he can't afford that. I know he hasn't paid his PAYE for months. That's his tax taxes on his payroll for the staff that he employs." Jane says, well, he did mention something about a resurgent support payment he had to spend. Oh, and also, his dad was with him, and he paid the difference. He has rental properties, apparently. The tradie is fuming, jumps in the ranger, smacks it into drive. He's able to buy this ranger on asset finance with a small deposit, too, FYI. Heads down to the supplier down the road. Oi, Gemma, give me everything you've got and more. I'll pay a premium, too, especially if you've got any spare jib. You beauty, says Gemma, who then says, load it up yourself. I'm going to house auction the tradie says sweet Jim let me know when you need a deck built eh?" Jim laughs Ha! well we need to get a house first the damn parents parents of the Millennials keep bidding up the prices on the houses we keep trying to buy meanwhile the lads from the start of the story head home to their partners Dan gets asked why the hell were you at the pub posting bottles of champagne on Instagram you ponce we have the kids Christmas presents to buy and you're down at the pub posting photos of champagne Dan is bemused at his partner's tone Don't worry, Hon. I've got this one sorted. I extended the credit card, didn't I? The bank extended it because of the house price. Dan's partner says, But you've been on the wage subsidy for six weeks. Why would they do that? Dan says, I know, right? Old Benny Boy the barber told me that they got one too. And I thought, well, hey, let's give it a crack. He's been on a wage subsidy for longer than I have. I thought I would try try our luck and bingo. I love the bank. Such GCs. That is slang for good cousins, I think. Uh, Oh, and wait. Wait until I tell you about this afterpay thing that I signed us up for too. Later on, Dan's parents come around with a bottle of red. Luckily, Dan has sobered up from the pub, but he's still a little bit tipsy and a little bit lippy. What's that cheap shit you've brought around here, papa? Go and get a bottle of the good stuff out of the pantry, mate. Dan's dad says, haven't you heard? We could be heading for inflation, my son. Dan looks up from his Cheesy's account on the iPhone he financed through Spark and bites back. Grow up, dad. I was at the pub and a fellow there called Adrian reckoned it would be transitory anyway. Now, this story may or may not be made up of true events. It is, however, set before the invasion of Ukraine and when all of the above mentioned were paying close to $3 a litre for petrol. Now, remember, last week we learned that the inflation target in New Zealand is between 1% to 3%. Let's revisit inflation in 2021. In the June quarter of 2021, it was 3.3%. OMG, that's already above the 1% to 3% target. Then to September 2021, it was 4.9%. What about to December 2021? Oh, fuck. It was 5.9%. Going into Christmas 2021, inflation was nearly double the top of the target that we try and live between in this country. There we have it. Sure, we've got some global factors, but remember that there was a lot of access to credit for quite some time. That meant more money was chasing fewer goods. Some of this money was created out of thin air too. Perhaps, just perhaps, this makes up some of our inflation too. Now if the powers that be can't identify or be honest about the causes of inflation, how do you think that they will identify the solutions? To be fair, if you were in charge, you'd probably do the same. It's classic below-the-line human behaviour that we are all guilty of at times. Blame, i.e. the war overseas did this. Excuse. Well, it's a global phenomenon. Deny. Nah, it's transitory. It'll blow over. Don't worry. You Kiwis understand. You need to think about what you can do to protect yourself and your family. One, review your spending. Two, review your debt levels and interest rates on that debt. Three, review your reliance in capital letters on afterpay finance cards. Because I know... So many of you say, oh, Afterpay's so great, I can buy things that I ordinarily wouldn't have afforded. Yes, repeat that back to yourself. That's the whole fucking problem with those cards. Now, all good and well if you're in control of them, but if you're relying on them where you are extending your level of income by giving yourself access to credit, which you're then going to pay off with your future earnings, then you've got a problem. Wake up and fucking sort it out. Review your mortgage interest rates exposure as well. Explore opportunities to make more money. Ask loved ones how they are coping and if they can help. Stop thinking that people are going to be sweet. Ask people around you, do you need a ham of anything? Do you want me to shout your meal? Do you want me to bring you some food around? Is there anything I can do? Here's a tray of eggs. Here's some extra milk. Uh, Freeze your milk. I don't know. Just ask how people are doing and care about them and see if you can help, especially those people around you. Look after each other out there. P.S. You're one of 5,700 recipients. Is there someone you could forward this to? Did you know 8.9% of the get now, pay later schemes, let's buy now, pay later for some of you, 8.9% of those users are in arrears. This is the highest amount in three years. That's data from Centrix New Zealand who review levels of credit in the country. What that tells us, is that, oh, though, no, I don't even get charged fees from afterpay and stuff, it's so good because the merchant pays, they're the one paying for it and it's just such a good solution for me. Well, now nearly one in 10 people are behind and what do you reckon's happening to them? They're getting smacked up with fees and late payment pe- penalties and interest and all sorts of shit. And I'd say that the revenue for your get now, pay later uh, providers is probably increasing because they're going to be able to charge fees to these people, and that's how we get in shit. Now, a true story for you from last weekend. I was shopping with my girlfriend. She was finding a new pair of shoes. She narrowed it down to two pairs of shoes, which is good because I've been in places where she's narrowed it down to four things, and I'm there for fucking two hours. But anyway, I thought we could be out of here pretty quickly this time. The store person said, well, look, you know, if you like both of them and you can't afford the second pair you could always use afterpay and I'm like I'm about to punch you in the face but I might get arrested so I probably shouldn't Uh, but luckily my girlfriend reads keep the change and she was smart enough to go ha, yeah good suggestion Uh, that's not going to happen now of course I wasn't actually going to punch that store owner in the face but that is potentially what some of these people are being trained to tell people oh well look you know, get both pairs, not just one, because you can use afterpay for the second pair. Are you fucking serious? Like, oh dear. If you're falling for those sorts of things, then you need to be very careful. Do you really need two pairs of shoes when you can't even really afford the first pair? And then you're just going to chuck the second pair. You know, probably people are probably buying one on credit and then putting the other on afterpay. It's quite scary. Uh, I'm being quite uh, unfair, because I'm sure some people use these things to their advantage, and I'm all good with that. Uh, but this is how we can fall into traps. So... You know, just just be mindful of uh, your reliance on those types of things. Now, I really enforced in there too about protect yourself and your family because earlier in the week, um, someone said to me, "Oh, you clearly vote for ACT or National uh, about some something we're doing in the accounting space." And I'm like, "Well, this has got nothing to do with politics." What they were actually commenting on, but um, I actually said, "Well, look, I'm a big advocate for voting for yourself first and." and that's who's more in control of your life. And, and they basically said, it shows. And I thought, okay, I just need to step into this person's shoes. What are they trying to say? Now, I think when I say to people, hey, vote for yourself, look after yourself, then some people hear that and go, you only care about yourself. Well, my counter to that is, why the fuck am I sitting here on a Saturday morning trying to help people with their financial literacy? So I know that they probably just don't know me well enough. Um, but, you know, that's why I think it's, if you're going to try and protect yourself, then once you get yourself sweet make sure you look after people around yourself as well whether that be your family or your community or the club you're involved with Uh, but you've got to weave in some form of giving there so you're not just like okay me 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 Um, but I'm sure and I think there's actually a practicality and a timing for really getting selfish and looking after yourself to make sure that you can actually get yourself in a position to be able to help other people because if you can't help yourself then how are you going to help others but I just think that we are going into a time that's going to get trickier for people and there will be some people that need help, but what are Kiwis good at? Uh, fuck it, I'll just wait. I'll just wait until it's all too hard, then I'll put my hand up. Put your hand up in advance and ask for help. I've had to do it in the past. I've had clients in here doing it this week. It is nothing wrong or bad about it. You, know, you can find solutions. One that come in here this week and gave us all of their problems. We were able to solve some of them within 10 minutes and we're like did you know about this no did you know about this no okay let's action that right now and basically remove what we call some of their mental rents of the spending that they're doing in their head freaking out about some of the problems that they have we're able to solve some of them very quickly so get around people that are going to be able to help you whether that be experts or financial advisors or just look for solutions to the problems you have or people that have solved problems that you have go and ask them how did you do that can you please help me speed up my journey I would really love your help. People love to help people. So don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to put your hand up if you do start to get yourself into trouble, i.e. if you start to get yourself in trouble with credit cards and buy now, pay laters and stuff. Google the balance credit card transfer. I see the banks are offering a couple of those again and you may be able to refinance some of your credit card spending to bring your rates down from 20% to 2%. You cut that thing up. You don't use it again, and you look at it as a loan, and you pay that thing down. We've talked about that before. Think about that seriously. Now, back to our email. What I'm trying to highlight here is um, sort of three things, right? So we stacked a stack of money into the economy to keep people employed, right? So we gave massive wage subsidies, billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Those people weren't working, but they were earning as much as some people who were working in some in some regards. Now, when we came back online as an economy, there was so much money in supply that a lot of businesses actually did really well and didn't really need those wage subsidies. They were entitled to them, so let's not beat up on the businesses because that money just got passed on to staff anyway. But once they got going again and were earning normal money as such, then, and unassisted by the government on any sort of money financial support, they were crushing it because people had so much cash, and they were going like, fuck, I thought we were going to be struggling, and so all of a sudden, they were making more coin, and it was just like, okay, let's rumble, um, and we did number of sets of accounts for businesses. We were like, holy shit, your profit is the biggest you've ever had, and oh, interestingly, it's uh, quite close to the amount of government support you've accepted or taken during the year, and they're entitled to it, so it is what it is, but you make Uh, Multiply that by businesses all over the country, and there was just so much more money floating around, so it was just getting spent. And uh, then another layer to that is that our house prices kept going up, and everyone was fucking logging. Oh, what's my house worth? Oh my god, like I'm 10 grand richer this week. Fuck it, let's just go and blow some money this weekend. Let's buy that thing we've always wanted. Let's get the jet ski, let's get the kayak. Let's bloody put the deck and the spa pool and uh, a pool in, you know. Let's just put it on the mortgage. Happy days. You know, I can't believe I've got so much equity in my property. Let's spend some of this shit. Ah, the interest rates are so low. Why wouldn't I? So there was that going on. And then there was just access to credit. Your afterpays, your credit cards. And then the government came along and said, hey, business owners, you need some more cash? We're going to do another couple of things. Here's a resurgence support payment. It has to be spent. If you take it, it has to be spent on business expenses. People were taking that. They were spending it and there's more money getting put in supply, And then they said, well, the banks have been a little bit stingy with lending you guys some money, so you know what, you can bypass them, and you can borrow from us interest-free. Well, who isn't going to take an interest-free loan? Now, over $2 billion of that money got taken. That's $2 billion at effectively interest-free They ended up with businesses. What did some of them do? You beauty, I might pay off my 6%, my 4%, my 8% debt. What, and that would have been a small percentage of business owners, what did, the, what did most of them do? Fuck you beauty, put it into the bank account and eventually it gets whittled away and now you've got a debt to the IRD. It just gave people an extra level and length of runway to continue their bad habits and to run a business the way they'd been doing it previously and not go under. Now, if we roll into a recessionary time, what do you think is going to happen? Well, a lot of that isn't actually going to be here again for us, and the government will probably say, well, we can't do that again, we can't give everyone that much cash, but we will give you some. I'd say there will be some relief to come because we don't like people to fail in this country, and there will be some support, is my guess. But I don't think it would be to the scale of which it was a pandemic, because we say, well, recessions are necessary parts of a business cycle, so why would we just... You know, protect everyone as such. So I think there will be some hidings to come. And now when you look at the world we're in, everything's reversing. Interest rates are going up. There's no more stimulus left. There's no handouts coming. But there are some for people that earn less than 70,000, so that will stimulate the economy a little bit. But that's $1 billion. That's not even half of what businesses were able to borrow interest-free. Now, also, house prices are going down, the stock market's going down, if you invested in shares these last year, you're probably going, why the fuck did I do that? You know, imagine if you've got a massive kiwi save it. mine's gone backwards, I'm putting money in and I look and I'm like, okay, well that's just been evaporated into thin air, great. Uh, the wealth effect is in reverse, where people are going, this sucks, I do not have the wealth factor or feeling like I did last year. So everything is rolling into reverse very, very quickly, and the... Uh, Reserve Bank seem to be hell-bent on telling people that they're going to continue to increase rates so people will be a bit more mindful. I've already done things where I've thought, oh, I might go out for brunch this morning. You know what? No, I don't need to do that. I am going out for brunch tomorrow, so why would I go out both days? Um, Can I afford to? Yes, probably, but just because I can doesn't mean I should. Then I get torn between, but I need to support some of these businesses I just took before coming here some uh, of my clothes to a dry cleaner because I thought, well, probably, that's probably one of the things you wouldn't, you'd take out of your budget, right? And I thought, okay, I'll go and ask him, how are you seeing things? He said, actually, we've been really, really busy. I'm like, oh, well, great, I'll probably wash my own clothes next week, um, but it's just getting a, sh- a few shirts sorted and a jacket and a dress and stuff like that. It's not my dress, FYI, but um, you know, I'll leave you to judge me of whether you think it actually is or not. But anyway, we still need to support businesses and support people because... If not, again, we could come out the other side of this and some of our favourite uh, businesses, restaurants and service providers that we like to go to may not be there. So just because uh, everyone is freaking out, you know, it puts us into what I call conservation mode where we start to go back inside ourselves and we double um, guess, You know, should I spend that, should I be doing that, should I be going to that. And just audit your thinking but audit your decision making around the things that you're buying as well but remember that if you're not spending that on the other side of that, like someone is hurting in some way. So be, um, yeah, ha- have some balance around it as such or just think about what's necessary, what's unnecessary, what's more favoured in terms of your spending versus what isn't favoured Whether you. Don't really uh, align to something that you're currently giving money to or spending money with and could it go elsewhere, that sort of thing, uh, excuse me. Just uh just getting through my straight-up cold brew from Inner Bloom. That's not an ad but or sponsored, but uh, you should check it out. Cold brew coffee. I've actually been really enjoying it. I think I like it more than uh, warm coffee now. So shout-out to Ollie and the crew from Inner Bloom. Um, now, as I said at the start of the pod, I think you need to be thinking about what you can be doing extra. Now, it might just be – I always bang on about this, but what can you do on the weekend, for instance, that could bring you some extra income – Uh, in my household for instance we've been just clearing out some of the things that we don't need and chucking them on Facebook marketplace and you know every time you do that and you bring in an extra 10 20 or 30 bucks into your house it's like fuck there's a victory you know leave it lying around somewhere where you can sit it and it's like that's the pile like that wouldn't have been there that cash it wouldn't have been there if you weren't doing something extra so maybe keep it front of mind to go like wow my action's you know, resulted in that, because I can guarantee you there's a whole heap of people that won't do anything, and they'll be like, why should I have to, you know, that's just not fair, and fuck that, and it should be solved for us, Um, but you don't want to be like that, because we can't, we can't just wait for these things to be fixed, because look at uh, June, September, and then December, look at inflation, it was already a 100% higher than where we like to have it and we weren't doing anything massively about it. Now we're getting serious about it, and it's fucking June 2022. You know, a year ago, 12 months ago, inflation was already past the maximum rate at which we like to have it at, and it hadn't been there for such a long time. And we're going, ah, you know what, it's transitory. It'll be gone. Well, a year later, we're going, "Mm, it's not. And now the Reserve Bank are predicting it could be here for the next four years even. So this isn't like a... All right, let's just ignore it. This is a what can I be doing and how can I change some of the way that I'm thinking? It's not that we need to freak out and shit the bed. It's like, right, I just need to make a couple of extra decisions each day or think about things a little bit differently. And when we get deep into it, people will take it more seriously. And I noticed that some of you guys already are because if I look at the data and the statistics around what people are listening to for Keep the Change, all of a sudden, the podcasts around inflation, investing in yourself in tough times what the what's in the budget they've been some of the most listened to and read pieces of material and I'm thinking like oh okay I didn't actually think those were like I feel like I've been trying to teach people about that for so long but now people are really taking it seriously so you know get get into the habit of thinking what else could I be doing how could I be looking after myself and those people around me and who who do I need to wake up and say hey you've got an opportunity there just do an extra day's work once a month who cares what you know what's 12 Saturdays of your life to protect yourself for the next 20 years. Does it really matter? What's the trade-off you want? You know, start putting in a little bit extra because that's what we're going to need to do. And that's what I'm already doing and I'm trying to train myself to get into the habits to be doing some of the things that need to be done. I think I spoke about this with Mikey on the pod, but you watch when we get into a tougher time, you're going to start getting bombarded by the e-commerce businesses and the lazy New Zealand businesses who haven't been doing much marketing recently. It'll be, oh, they're ringing you, oh, they're emailing you, oh, hey guys, I thought I'd just let you know about this product we're selling. And it's like, where the fuck have you been for 18 months? Oh, that's right. He didn't need to do anything because it's been too easy. And you got given a whole heap of handouts. Like when we went into the pandemic, they're just the, I'm sure you saw it too, your email just blew up of all these people suddenly getting in touch. And it's like they're activating the data they've been sitting on not doing anything with because they're lazy and they haven't needed to. But we're going to get back into time where they're going to have to. So we need to be embedding habits ahead of that because you just start to look desperate in those times. So that's the advantage of getting a bit of a run up on these things, rather than just being like, oh yeah, you're another person knocking on my door, being like, hey, can I mow your lawns? And it's like, you're too late, I've already built a relationship with old mate down the road who'd been listening to Keep the Change and he knew this was coming, so he got ahead of this six months ago and has been mowing my lawns and stacking his cash and there he is bringing his uh, lawnmower up to the front lawn to get stuck into this weekend's mowing as well. There you go, I feel like I've just gone on an absolute tear with that one and... I better just tone it down before uh, we just go for another half an hour. But Mikey and I will be back on the mick this weekend as well. We're going to be talking about building a side hustle, the tax advantages of that, why you should be thinking about that. For some of you, that's going to be what you're thinking about. For others, you'd be thinking, that's not my path. I'm not into it. That's all good too, but it's going to be there for those that want it. Look after yourself. Don't believe all the shit that you hear. Go and find some information and figure some things out for yourself. Just be good too look at things a little bit differently, we're going into a very different time, but we're doing it together, we'll kick some fucking ass, let's rumble.